Get ready for an exhilarating and unforgettable voyage on Uncharted Frequencies, hosted by Mitchell Blair, founder of MB Air Productions. This incredible show takes you on a musical journey like no other. Immerse yourself in the mesmerizing melodies and mind-blowing music of San Marcos. 78666, musicians as we celebrate their boundless talent. From soul-stirring singers to virtuistic instrumentalists, we're bringing you a symphony of sensational sounds that will leave you spellbound. Don't miss out on this extraordinary expedition into the heart of musical genius. Have to be 
KCSM's neighbor, Daughter of the Wild, is a local gift shop with an assortment of treasures from tropical houseplants, handmade jewelry, home decor, and much more. Curated and designed by local artist Nikki Rayanne, new stuff is coming in daily. Stop on by. 218 North Guadalupe, 78666, Wednesday through Saturday, 11 to 6, or Sunday, 11 to 4. As always, y'all, stay wild, support local, follow the bubbles. What is up? This is Mitchell, back again with Uncharted Frequencies. Go ahead. So... Uh, I recommend everyone to tune into our kzsm.org if you're tuning in. It's going to be a much better on the um, on the broadcast. 104.1. We're we're. What what would you say the ways? What would you say on the 104.1 side for people tuning in? Now, if anybody in the uh, uh, the downtown in the area here, we are broadcasting 104.1 right now, LPFM. But KZSM.org, you can get us worldwide, okay? We've got people listening in all across the United States right now. You've had somebody listening in from Washington, D.C. for a little while today. Washington, and, yeah, you got some folks... Uh, I'll see who else has been. I, they've been popping in and out, but we've had some folks My all dad's over the country. In Washington, D.C. Yeah, <laughs> could be, you know, hey. Could be. Uh, let's hey, see what else done. we got listening. You got, uh, okay, so let's go on down the line. We got some folks up in Illinois up there uh, listening in out of, uh, oh, around St. Louis, I guess. Uh, we got Washington. We got somebody's on their phone uh, listening in from somewhere out there. We got some folks down in Houston. We've got folks in Austin. Got folks all the way down in Corpus Christi listening in, College Station. Yeah, we got them popping in all over the place today. Thanks for listening in. And, uh, folks, we are under a uh, flash flood warning here in San Marcos, in Hayes County, in the area here. Turn around, don't drown. There is still some more rain on the way, folks, so uh, just be aware. And that is our emergency public service announcement for those in the local area. Go ahead, guys. All righty. So let's jump back in. Um how did you go about the process of making hard to say? How did I go about the process of making hard to say? I don't know. I, by the way, I had to restart the live because nobody could hear me. Apparently, can y'all 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 hear me on the on the on the show? Yeah, um, yeah awesome. So, how did I go around the process of making hard to say? Um, hard to say was a really interesting one. It's um, heavily, uh, as I was telling y'all kind of earlier, uh, Chris Stapleton. Um, Chris Stapleton influenced, I guess you could call it. Um, It's kind of a blues rock song. And Hard to Say, uh, weirdly enough, was written at a time where I was in a healthy relationship. And um, it funnily ended not too long after Hard to Say was uh, written. But um, basically, it's Hard to Say is about... um, being with someone and you're like you want to kind of be done with it like you're you're you feel like it's not going well uh but your love for them kind of makes it hard to hard to say basically Uh, so Um, on the on the everlasting love side i mean i I can relate to that very easily from sticking into relationships longer than you know you should be and especially in san marcus i think we thrive with love all around us but at the same time 
I think that song plays a good, you know, hard to say. It makes those difficult conversations come to life through your music. So um, bringing in those different people, who all did you have in making that song? Um, who all did I have in making that song? Okay, so um, it's so funny. I just uh, saw him on the street today. Um, David Beck uh, was the producer. Him and I kind of co-produced. He was definitely like engineered the whole thing uh, from from that standpoint. Um, and then I brought in Dee Stribling, Dee Stribling on the drums. Um, and then ba- David also played bass on it. Uh, Wes, Wes Hatcher, Wes Hatcher, Wesley Hatcher, um, on, uh, lead guitar. And then me on rhythmic and vocals. And then also, Tristan? huh? Tristan wasn't there? Or? No, Tristan wasn't on this okay. recording. Yeah. Um, and then there was, um, Nicole, uh, in the back, and at the end of the song, there's a, a backwards violin, and uh, this artist, Cast Iron Shoes. Uh, her name is Nicole, but she goes by Cast Iron Shoes. She played some violin that we kind of did like a backwards record on, and kind of like reeled it backwards. And yeah, that is really cool. I mean, the other day, uh, what was it? I think Tuesday. I came into the vault over there down on the square. Yeah. And uh, shout out Shelter. Y'all have an amazing studio. Thank you. Thank you. M- much appreciation to the Shelter. Um, I got th- to experience a little live performance for me on Hard to Say. And whenever I say I left with my ears cherry popped, it was absolutely beautiful. I mean, in every realm, form, and fashion, it was really cool to experience that live from the chemistry that all of y'all brought to each other, from each different instrument playing so on beat and there weren't any missteps. Yeah, even just in a rehearsal, you could tell like y'all took the time to really curate, curate that, that song. And I'm gonna dive into our next question, which a lot of people, especially at your age, I'm not gonna say anything on age because I'm, I'm a young fellow myself. Yep. Uh, the next interview we have is opposite side of the spectrum uh look forward to carrie sawyer with bubblegum dropout at four to five that'll be up here in about uh, almost half an hour here but what advice would you give to aspiring artists um i'm an aspiring artist so i don't know uh but i mean uh at the place that i've gotten to at this point um Take care of your mental, because um, that's that's what in the long run will really get to you. And I find myself, you know, after that shelter, even even after a great rehearsal, I found myself sitting in the in, in shelter for like an hour uh, to an hour and a half after. And this is me being, you know, vulnerable with y'all in the studio, you know, and you know, you know, a little little teary eyed, just a little bit like wondering exactly. There, there there's pieces missing, and you can't exactly figure out what pieces to put together and so definitely just like and i went home and my roommate was like yo take us take a step back let's go do something else so make sure you can like you know respect your mental take steps back don't always be full in the mix um but also like stay committed to your craft and make stuff that is true to you so like you know just get away is what you you know you you, you went out you, you took a walk times. and you, you chilled and you came back and uh, like that that helps keep you sharper too. Yeah, because being an artist, it can become especially if you're an independent artist and not in a in a technical band. Um, 
you know, it can become kind of overwhelming, self-critical. Um, uh, cause you, you do have to be self-aware of all the stuff you're doing, the stuff you're releasing, the stuff you're writing, and that can easily turn into being self-critical, which is, is never too much of a good thing, you know? Let's, let's dive into another song here. Um, I'm, uh, we can go Let Go, because I feel like that plays a crucial role in the, your aspiring artist kind of vibe that you bring, because you are such in the mix when it comes to being on the square and doing these performances and you being DJ Bartley. Like you yeah. definitely try and own your name to the fullest extent. And I have a strong appreciation and, you know, admiration for that as far as it is hard to take in all the criticism, but then the hardest critic on anyone is always going to oh. be themselves. Like we- any day, it's always, you're, you're, you're your own worst critic. And so... <laughs> I think Let Go will hopefully, well, what would you, why, why'd you make Let Go in Let Go was a really fun, actually the funny thing is my, the drummer for Let Go is on, on live right now and, uh, and David, our, uh, our top streamer, um, uh, for Let Go said Let Go is his favorite gym song. It, uh, Let Go is really meant to be, I, I, I uh, my drummer likes to say I, I write sad boy. Music. Sad boy. Okay. Um, I just saw Suicide Boys last sad. night. Shout out Grey Days. But again, like sometimes I, I love I love Sad Boy Hours because yeah. the thing is is like whether you're uh, a female, unisex, or male, we all go through Sad Boy Hours. We're all we all have our own experiences and we all go through what we call our own walks of life. So let's dive into Let Go and uh, yeah, Let Go for a little bit. No mistaking it, there's no faking it Sending the signals and you got me lost Got me afraid that you're cutting it off No need to be easy, girl, just pause Cause, oh
DJ Bartley, I can't, words, words are beyond me from last night, I lost my voice, I have no apologies, I screamed my heart out, but, that's it, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, my, it's, my words are jumbled, but it's all good, we're, we're here, we're being able to let go, so I like how, I like how artists are able to recognize the fact that they need to kind of take a step back in their creative process, and, you know, highlight what's good, show what's bad or the the thing is with music there's no bad it's all you know it's all happy mistakes as bob ross would say and so <laughs> i think those i think those happy mistakes really do make an artist so much better because those one little things you're like oh oh i didn't like that it usually ends up turning into you know this beautiful painting and so shout out Bob Ross. But did you yeah. just quote Bob Ross <laughs> on uncharted frequencies? I wow. did, I did. I can't lie. Okay. He he's a man of many legends, but his pretty paintings really do paint a picture of my soul. So <laughs> But DJ, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about questions for a little bit. And this is on your yeah. new E P, is it? Uh yeah, questions did uh it, it was on that EP. Same thing with Hard to Say as well, it was on that that EP. So what's the title? title? Tell uh, me about the EP. It's self-titled Hard to Say. Okay. Hard to Say. How many uh, songs? Six. Six and on all platforms? All platforms. Okay. that's Okay. We like to hear that. We like to see that. Okay. Um, before I dive into some more questions here, just for something for you to think about while we listen is how do you stay motivated and inspired? This is just something to listen and, you know, kind of think about. But how do you stay motivated throughout this process? So this is Questions by DJ Bartley. Y'all enjoy. Questions I ask myself before I fall asleep. Questions I ask myself when I'm weak in the knees. Questions I ask myself when I go to weep. Questions I ask One, two, three What does it mean To be okay with being alone Do I run people away Or am I just enough 
questions by dj bartley so yes i do have questions but let's jump into first off i got to sit into a live rehearsal with you and your kind of crew that you have and i think building a street crew or like a like a support team with music is really huge as far as you know no it's it's hard to say you're a one-man band any day any any time but to be able to kind of curate curate this this 
this whole realm of upbeat sad boy hours is kind of it's kind of the new wave and i i really like it as far as you know it's very current in these in these types of days but um tell us more about this show that's happening on saturday okay so on saturday we are headlining cheatham street warehouse soma jerome is uh opening for us uh and as well as jack honey um and so it's going to be a really big fun night and uh it's going to be really enjoyable hopefully we'll see a lot of friends there and uh we'll keep it you know keep it really really upbeat summer drum is a really great band um jack honey is going to be doing like a sort of solo act and i may step in there make a little cameo appearance okay we love cameos uh shout out marvel cameos are all all day every day but um going back to your rehearsal what what made you bring those people into the studio uh so my core band is uh the tall guy that you're talking about joe and um alex the bassist and um uh i brought in james and tristan to add some depth um to the sound james is doing amazing and doubling up on um keys and and saxophone that was dude i was sitting in the corner just like what is happening i see him literally like smiling and giggling while you know playing the sax and then stroking the keys and i'm like what is happening but i'm so here for it like it was it was crazy um do do y'all like to build music together or do you do you kind of write your how do you go about the process so basically the process goes um the process goes that i um write all the music and i come in with chords and my lyrics and a general idea of how um, of how of how I want the song to go, and then I present that. I'll send them like a recording a couple nights before the guys, and um, they'll listen to it and they'll come in with a general idea of what they want to do, and then I'll usually like. Um, I usually be like, mm, maybe like say Joe on the drums. Could we make that like a little bit more muted or more staccato, or could we we have this more pushing rather than you know something else? And just we just make tweaks on it till it gets kind of the way that we want it to, and then we jam it. We jam it, and then we think about what may want to be changed, and then we usually kind of have it pretty down by then. So that reminds me, jam night every Wednesday. Shout out the porch. Um, I mean, you get to see, and even shout out Modern Hemp, because on Tuesday nights they do jam night. And I think in San Marcos that's so key in crafting new music and new kind of styles, because no one's going up there with, okay, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing this. It's all just like, we're going to start playing, and then let's see where we go. And so I think I think you having a strong core base for that, as far as a foundation goes, is really crucial in the you know process of making a whole song because the the idea of a finished product for a song is really hard really hard for an artist because you're constantly critiquing your own work and whether it's you know the instrumentals or your your vocals or the the way it's produced or what however you're going about that process there's always a a mastering or a remastering or a triple remaster and so that that idea of a finished product for an artist is really difficult to come by and so I was strolling, strolling over your, 
your music and uh, Apple Music over here. Um, you've been doing this for how long? Because I see 2020 on, on, on for I don't know. But how, how long have you been making music? Uh, since I can remember, really. Um, you know, uh, I was writing songs since I started playing guitar in second grade. And I kind of like, I got serious about it. Like when I got my first music job here. I was a resident musician out at Holiday Inn Hill Country Resort out in Canyon Lake. That's fun. And uh, I got that actually from modern day. I was running during 2020 when we got back, like starting to get back out of COVID. 2021, I started running this. Um, I started running this open mic over at Modern Day, and um, it started getting a lot of traction. Lots of people started coming, and um, someone from someone had posted on their story, and one of the employees from Modern, from uh, I mean, from a Holiday Inn IHG had saw it, and they called me in for an interview, and it was it's really amazing. And I've been doing music professionally since. So tell me what what influences? Wait, wait, wait a minute! This, I, we got to go crazy. with this one. I know. Okay, we got to go for that. Holiday Inn. That's crazy. Okay, dude. so a resident, hotel. and that's well, it's like the resort out there at the Canyon Lake, right? Yep. Okay, so it's not quite a hotel, but it's a cool gig out there. I mean, this is a grand place out there on uh, Canyon Lake. Yeah, it looks and, right over Canyon Lake. Yeah, I mean, the sunsets are beautiful out there. I mean, this is, and you get to meet people from all across the country that come out there, timeshare. But so you were just playing guitar and just chilling out, or what were yeah. you doing? DJ, on, or what were you doing? Basically, I was on the, on the pool deck, you know, um playing music um I'd, I'd just be mostly me and my guitar and a microphone and the pa system they got pa system for us yeah. like they asked me what i needed at the beginning which was really interesting for a job and they're like what do you need we'll buy it and i was like <laughs> i was like sitting there with also like my friends that i had brought uh just in case i couldn't do it on off days yeah. and i was like you should hire them too because like what if i can't be here you know what i mean so they hired two. So we were like sitting there on Amazon. They were like, they didn't even, they hadn't even necessarily given us a budget. It's they crazy. basically just like That's said, crazy. give us what you need and we'll approve or disprove so what we it. don't think you need. And they didn't disprove like anything. We said we want like three or four Sure, sure Beta 58s. We want <laughs> LR bags, DIs. We want two Electro Voice cabinet PAs. And we want a shelter so that the sun doesn't hit us okay <laughs> so crazy. Uh, here, here's you you asked that question at the beginning right about what advice you've got all right i'm gonna pass this one along folks listening in all right this man has that advice when they ask you what you need don't hold back all right you just you ran with it and wow that is the coolest gig yeah it really it was, is it was really cool for sure <laughs> On my end, that's mad impressive. Like, I'm sitting over here just astonished. Like, I have a superstar sitting in the studio right now that I get to interview. So, like, this is really cool. Thank and you, man. It is, it's, I've, you know, I've seen you out on the square before. I've seen Carl Anthony. I've seen a lot of artists. But to have you on the show, it's really, it's a really cool experience to get to talk to you on a more personal level, but also understand where you're coming from. Um, did you... Did you grow up around music? Like, was that very influential? Like, I mean, grow up around music is relative. Like, nobody that I was growing up with was necessarily doing live music or performing. My parents were just, uh, you know, very active consumers. Okay. Of I, music. I, I can say, okay. I second that very much so. 
Yeah, so that's 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 kind of where I got it from. And like everybody asks, you know, do your parents sing? No. Do your siblings <laughs> sing? I was like, no. Um, does like almost anybody in your immediate family sing? I was like, no. So that's a, definitely a you thing. That and uh, for you to you know do that on your own and build your base as strong as you have, that's really impressive because a lot of these starting out and not even starting out you've been doing this for what almost four years five years professionally now uh professionally i'd say two like wow yeah i've built it up in two in texas at least and that's two or three that's so how old were you when you started though i mean you know when you first started playing you're in second grade and you know what, what kind of kicked you that it's like man i got something nobody else has got uh, that didn't really kick me. Yeah. Um, I didn't think I really had anything that like n- anybody else, uh, you know, didn't have. Um, I did get a couple comments when I was a kid, and they were like, uh, "My guitar teacher and stuff like that." Oh, they were like, "Oh, usually people don't start singing along with guitar this fast. Usually, like they got to learn how to sing while playing guitar and learn how to play guitar first. But like, as soon as I started learning how to play guitar, I wanted to." kind of sing with it you know what i mean and um and uh and and start to get into it so like that was the thing that kind of came naturally to me um so i guess that was one thing that i maybe had that somebody didn't have but it didn't really register to me that i was different honestly until college in these last three years where i like got picked up by ihg corporate resorts and did that gig and i was like oh like you're people real. will pay me well to do this like i'm i'm i like people think that i'm really good at this thing um and that that was an interesting realization for sure it's a lifestyle change because you go from like for me sitting in the basement listening to music for hours and hours and hours of all genres of music and then come out and then hear it is you have the difference between performers and you also have the difference between artists. And I say that respectively to each of their craft because I've been doing talent shows since I could walk. You know, I loved dancing, right. being on stage, being able to talk. That was just me. I grew up with salesmen as parents. Like, it, you know how to talk whenever, whenever they're there. But um, point being is uh, how you grow up in that industry is really intense because you don't really expect it. And it comes a lot, a lot of the times by surprise. And it sweeps you off your feet so quick. And then once it starts, it just usually doesn't stop. If you're consistent with it and you stick with it as hard as, you know, you put your mind to it and you believe in yourself with it, tying right back to uh, Justin Bieber right there, believing, you know, the Believe album. And I remember screaming that music as high, you know, as high-pitched voice as I could just because, you know, he was so young and he not got exactly forced into the industry but he was just swept off his feet so quickly and especially with social media nowadays it's it's not uncommon for these new artists or even old artists to be you know broke one day and so rich the next day they don't know what to do with the money and so for you to have that kind of knowledge of what you need whenever you were asked that big question of like what can i provide you how can i help you how can i support you you even kind of had to take a step back and be like, okay, wait, nope, I do know what I need. Okay, and then full-blown just went in, owned it, and then now you're doing shows here in San Marcos on Saturday with being the headliner. And, like, that's only – that I feel like you have so so much of a far journey to go. I, I right. really want to play another one of your songs. You, you tell me because – 
you're, this is this um, is you, bro. Like you are, you're really here. Let's uh, let's go ahead and hit it with um. Oh, new music dropping at midnight. Okay. Yeah, there is new music dropping at midnight. Yeah. Okay, tell us a little bit about that before we go. Before uh, we go into, uh, I got power lines dropping tonight power at lines. midnight. You can go ahead and pre-save that. Uh, link in my bio, my Instagram, basically on all platforms at DJ underscore B A R T L Y DJ Bartley. Um, no and, e. uh, Yeah, power lines is coming out. No midnight. E Bartley. Okay, midnight, y'all. Midnight will roll around and sooner than we can blink. So. Definitely stay tuned for that, but our next song is going to be... Uh, let's hit it off with... Uh, here, I'll give you two choices. Uh, My Fault or um, Fade Away. Which one do you want to listen to? Mm, let's go Let's go Fade Away. We'll, we'll fade away for All a right. second, and then we might even jump straight into My Fault. So I'm, I'm excited. All right.
in kzsm.org kzsm lpfm 104.1 you're listening on uncharted frequencies and folks there is uh, still a uh, emergency alert out there so turn around don't drown keep an eye on incoming weather Make me 
Back here in the studio, you're listening to uh, Uncharted Frequencies. There you go. Today, it's a little bit of an unscheduled programming right now. All the things you broke. But we're going to take a pause on maybes, even though maybe I want to listen to some music. But maybe, (laughs) maybe, just maybe, we're going to listen to a drop for the midnight. It's called Power Lines? Power Lines, Power Lines. Yeah, I think I just texted it to you. Um, this is really spontaneous, but I'm going to go ahead and let y'all, for wait, anybody wait who is you, on air. You have got a premiere going on, KZSM, and Mitchell Blair year. has got the scoop on everybody else, right? I, I'm, I'm trying out here, I'm doing my best, but let's, let's let the vocals speak for themselves on this one. It's going to cut a little bit into our, uh, uh, our second person, which we have pre-recorded on that interview, Carrie, Carrie Sawyer, you're, you're coming up next. Don't worry, I got you, boss. But this is a unreleased song, first unreleased, ever heard. Completely unreleased. First here, if y'all are on live right now, kzsm.org, go ahead and listen to Power Lines. I'm giving y'all a sneak peek for anybody who's on air right now. This is this is a one-on-one time. You can listen time. to it right now. This is the before premiere. Before midnight. You're, you can tell everybody you already heard it. And y'all, y'all, y'all be singing the lyrics before I even know what the lyrics are. So, all right, let's let's let the music speak now. And this is self-produced. I produced this completely mastered, mixed, recorded, tracked by me. So, shout out DJ, shout out DJ. All right, let's let's listen.
Welcome back. That was a premiere for Power Lines by DJ Bartley and the five to six piece crew that he has performing over here at Cheatham Street Warehouse on yeah. Saturday. Doors at eight. Doors open at eight. I need everyone who's tuning in right now. I Come need y'all there. I mean, out. I'm doing a I'm doing a six hour drive that day because I I want to be here for the music. There is a homecoming. There is a throwback theme for texas state right now so you know go support the football team for a little bit and then just cruise right over onto the uh cheatham street warehouse okay all right want to make sure i get that right so anyone who's tuning in right now definitely come out to san marcus whether you're from nashville washington mexico we love you all so once again this is kzsm.org 104.1 this is uncharted frequencies and up next we have carrie sawyer with bubblegum dropout and this is a true bred sam martian right here um we we recorded this interview roughly around like 3 a.m last night so mind Heck you yeah. mind you for the spaciness that we both are in but you know i was straight out of a suicide boys concert and he was right off of work over there uh he's hustling and bustling and so this is this is me and carrie sawyer late at night interview y'all enjoy mic check mic check this is Uncharted Frequencies with your host, Mitchell. And today we have... Carrie Sawyer. All right, all right. So I'm just going to go ahead and ask some questions. And uh, we'll see what we get. All righty. First question of the night is, what inspired you to become an artist? Well, there's musicians in my family. Um, my father played guitar. And when I was a kid, I would, uh, you know, play around on his guitars and stuff. Um, and he bought me my first guitar for Christmas when I was about 14. 14, that's young. And, um... Would you say any of it was, um, like forced at a young age or would you say you kind of had an interest in it I just had an interest in it um, it wasn't forced or or he he never really even taught me anything you know and, um, but when I got the guitar for Christmas I learned how to play mostly like heavy metal stuff from the 80s okay and um, eventually started writing songs years later would you say what would you put as most important would you put the lyrics first or would you put the like melody first when creating your music I feel like it all goes together because the way I write is I start with a chord progression and then I'll just sing over that and till I get something that I like to work with, then I'll stop and write it down or go over those parts. Um, the lyrics are pretty important. Mm -hmm. Very. But I, I think it's a combination of both, all of it. From what I've heard in San Marcos, it's definitely like um, 
a lot of producers and musicians have their own little twist on it, and you being a very true and almost true-bred Sam Martian as far as your music goes, it definitely plays heavily into the um, eras, whether that's made, you know, in the 70s, 80s, 90s, 20s, whatever it is. I think it all kind of plays together and from what I've heard through your music, it's cool to see how other bands uh, can relate to your music too from different kind of perspectives. And then it, it, it's, it's funny to see like the coincidences or like the the, iron, the irony of it to see like, okay, you make one song, they make one song, and then you have no idea that y'all made these songs and for example, I'm gonna use "Shoot Me," and um, that song that you made. What was what was the kind of inspiration behind that one? I was pretty influenced by like uh, the California sound of the '60s. Okay. Um, I found out later it's from the Wrecking Crew was the band of studio musicians that played on some of my favorite songs from. The Monkees, the Moms and the Papas, the Beach Boys, stuff like that. Of course, the Beatles, but... Uh, they were influential in a lot of ways, too, from their fashion statements to also their music, too. I mean, even just shown through their album cover, you could see kind of like the progression of of what they were trying to convey. But, um, un- unshoot me, sorry. And that that's always been an impact on me, just like... I like to come up with those hooks Mm -hmm. that make songs cool. Um, And that's where the Wrecking Crew excelled to make these very, I mean, these songs are memorable. They're still played to this day. So obviously it's made an impact on other people other than myself, but. Would you say you, do you aim, like, do you have a, Whenever you're making music, do you have a goal in mind of, like, why you're making it? Or is it just, like, off the top of your head, like, this is this is in the moment, this is kind of, like, what's going on, and I want to make this song? It usually starts top of the head. I don't plan anything out. I don't pick out, you know, this is going to sound like this. I just start playing. And then once I get a, some kind of chord progression, I'll just start singing top of my head and then eventually I'll find something that clicks and I'm like okay I know what the song's about then I'll stop and write the lyrics down and then then I'll concentrate more on the lyrics and once I have the lyrics I'll concentrate on the arrangement would you say it's a very like back and forth process whenever you're you're making something because I know like every artist has a different um, way about going about their music, whether it's creating the entire beat to the song and then going over it and writing lyrics for it, or going back and forth, as you said, and then also like writing lyrics and then fitting a beat to the lyrics. Um, in your experience, what would you say is the hardest thing to do as a as a creator as a producer of of music the beat would be 
pretty difficult for me. I can't play drums. Okay. So I'll use a drum machine when I record. So I have the basic track of me on the acoustic and the vocals, like a rough draft. And then I'll play that. And then I'll either start with a drum machine on a separate track and play along to that. And then eventually I'll erase the original guitar and vocal track. That way I can kind of the separation of the vocals and guitar and, and, and mix it that way. And you kind of like add your own flair by doing that? Because I mean, I'm trying to think of, there was, I can't think of the name, but you'll be able to tell me. Um, the song that you wrote whenever you were performing live and for the last song, everyone showed up. What was that one? That was Don't Be Late. Don't Be Late. Okay, so tell me the story again on that one because I, I, it, I love it. I love My it. friend Ashley and I had a, a little group called uh, Boohoo's up in Austin. And we had our first show. And we told everyone, you know, we made flyers. We did all that. Um, people started showing up during our last song. And uh, it was kind of disappointing because, you know, there was no one there except, you know, the people that worked there. Mm -hmm. uh, and then everyone shows up, like 20, 30 people. And they love it? Oh, they like the last song. Yeah. But the, like, I mean, the finale is usually the what finale, people... The uh, finale, but they didn't see the whole show. And we worked really hard to get to that point. Mm -hmm. So, out of humor and disappointment or disappointment and then making something funny out of that um, I just wrote that song Don't Be Late and talking about you know when you know there's something you gotta do especially like your friend's show or whatever um, there's all these distractions that can get involved like getting caught up in TV or putting on your hair or your face or whatever. Those <laughs> yeah. some of the lyrics. Um, I, I, just don't be late. You knew the time and date. Don't be late. I feel like it, it's such a... It, it's such a now, very present, very goes-with-the-times kind of song because not only can... Like, I relate to it from <laughs> my time management skills being poor, but at the same time, I'll listen to it and, like... <clears throat> every lyric and like kind of every aspect of the song really plays in a crucial role as far as relativity goes and how it's you made the song in what year roughly i would say 2008 okay okay so like the depression era very right? very old yeah, that it, depression and, era, <laughs> and I say that yeah. as as ancient history. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I not to say I wasn't around, but at the same time, uh, you know, I wasn't in diapers, but I was. I I heard the news, you know, and it was, it, just for me to listen to that song whenever you first showed it to me, 
and then to like keep playing it in my car while I'm late to the concert of Suicide Boys like tonight I'm yeah. just like I'm sitting there like well I didn't do what the song said but at the same time it's just like it's so it's so catchy and it's so like uh, even doesn't really in the, the thing about music is it doesn't engage your age that's the that's the one aspect of which like it doesn't matter when you made it or how you went about it but it can be relevant 10 15 30 100 years later down the road and that's kind of like your work of art in a sense as far as like your creative process it's your story but at the same time people can relate to that which i feel like is really cool yeah, and it, and it evolves as the meaning. The original meaning is the story I told you, but, you know, it has also evolved into a note to self, like, because I'm always a few minutes late for everything, work, or whatever. I mean, with love, even to this interview, I was like, I'm not on time. Right. But at the same time, I, I, do, I do appreciate your, your music that you make, and... Um, it's Beauty School Dropout. Bubblegum Dropout. Ah, Beauty School Dropout is another band that I saw. Goodness, Bubblegum Dropout. Yeah, there is a band called Beauty School Dropout, but I got the name from the movie Grease. Grease? Okay. There's a song called Beauty School Dropout. Frankie R- Valley sings to uh, the girls in the beauty school. Okay. One, one Frenchie, she's going to drop out. I was get, I was gonna ask like tell me how you came up with the name but I guess you kind of did with so you got the inspiration from Greece. There was a song called Beauty School Dropout. Right. And the cool thing is bubble and gum are not bubble gum but it's bubble space gum dropout which it's four words usually when I print it. Okay. Okay. But it also runs together bubble gum dropout. Mhm. It has a, it has a flow to um, it. Once again, back to, you know, like the uh, the happy kind of songs from the 60s. There was a genre called bubblegum. Um, it was really... There was a song called bubblegum? There was a, a genre. A genre of music. Okay, of music I'm... based on selling records to teenagers or, or pre-teens, okay. basically. It was just happy, go-lucky songs. Mm-hmm. A lot of orchestration, and they were silly, and and uh, the dropout is, you know, especially now times. It's I don't think that ever's not been relevant. I mean, uh, for my both my parents being testimonies to like, my dad went to Southwest, but my mom dropped out. Both of them made their way, but like, to for you to incorporate kind of such a an entire genre. My next question was going to be, how would you describe your artistry or your genre? Like, how would you... I'd call it now wave. Now wave? Yeah, as opposed to new wave. Okay. Now wave. Now, okay, no, because it's present. Because that's what I'm doing now. Yeah, I love it. Some of these songs were, you know, ancient history. I still work with them. I still record them. Mm Mm-hmm. I have tons of songs that I haven't recorded yet. I was gonna say, what is your from and what what's your oldest song, and then what's your newest song? And all of these y'all can find on SoundCloud. The oldest song on SoundCloud would be 
woke up underneath a desert sky. Okay. The, before we go into the the now wave, right? I love that, by the way. Describe that song. Like, how did you? What was your inspiration for that song? Underneath the desert sky. A dream sequence. Okay. About a love affair, maybe unrequented. Or like on okay. I or it not turning out to be what you thought it was going to be. Either one of us thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Did it flourish or did it do like as far as like the song goes? I mean, life throws every limit at you that possible, but we that still song took a little while to write to get where it was finally recorded. Um, and once I recorded that version. I would love to do another version of a great studio and that, but once we recorded that one, we were like, okay, that one's done. But there's different pieces that came up through the years. Like, mm-hmm. it was just this one little thing, and then later I found this other thing that went well with it, okay. which is the hook, and then the arrangement then have my friend Ashley singing vocals. Um, we arranged it for her vocals as well. And I think it really turned out good. That's awesome. Um, and then we're going to pause the interview here for just a minute. You are listening to Uncharted Frequencies here on KCSM.org, KCSM 104.1 LPFM, San Marcos, Texas. Uh, we are still continuing to be under a flood advisory. The flood warning has been dropped, but the flood advisory is in effect until 5.45 p.m. Central Daylight uh, Time for Hayes County, uh, the Central Texas areas, uh, Comal, Guadalupe, Hayes, Caldwell counties. So please, you know, if you still do not need to get on the road, don't uh, uh, stay close to home. Uh, keep an eye. We still may have some more rain in the forecast. And after this show, we will uh, stop our emergency broadcast for the afternoon. But if there is a change in the weather, that we will continue uh, to uh, keep you posted tonight and throughout the rest of the day. And again, you're listening with Mitchell Blair here on Un charted frequencies here on kcsm.org and its new time slot is going to be every week here from three until five o'clock on thursday stay tuned metal mark is going to be coming up our next live show tonight at 10 o'clock tonight until midnight he's going to be here live in the studio all that heavy metal and screaming guitar so stay tuned for that later on tonight we're going to take you back to the uh interview here on kzsm.org thank you for tuning in all across the country and here in the san marcos area as far as your newest or latest song for the now wave which i'm not i'm i'm so obsessed with that uh what what song is that there's some new songs that i'm uh recording working on but i haven't posted anything in quite a while okay on soundcloud or YouTube or anything. I'm I'm more uh, I'm getting better at mixing. I do all the recordings. I play most of the instruments, maybe the exception of a drum machine or a friend playing drums. I feel like um, I mean even I went to 
jam night over at Modern Hemp, uh, Modern Hemp Dispensary or something. I forgot. I forget the name, but Modern Hemp. Um, they do a little jam night on Tuesdays, and uh, shout out, shout out Modern Hemp for sure because the the orchestration of of jam night is based around this aspect of just like instrumentalists coming together and making music that is unplanned and for everyone to be able to just go in there and kind of ride the wave i think it's really it's really cool to experience and um actually this past tuesday i was able to play drums for the first time all right and i was so psyched because i was like i don't know what i'm doing like i don't know how to play drums and uh, one of the guys who runs it, Magnus, he was like, all right, so you're just going to start slow. And, and I'm not knowing, again, what I'm doing. My dad gave me, like, an electric drum set, like, a long time ago that's been sitting as, like, a, you know, hoodie holder. Yeah. But um, <laughs> he, he was like, oh, well, my friend wants to get rid of it. You want it? I was like, well, I'm not going to say no. And so it's just, like, the the tiny pieces don't always don't always have to play into the ginormous role of the puzzle when it comes to the bigger picture especially whenever your music is showcasing a work of art and especially whenever it comes down to your own experiences i think that adds so much more authenticity to it compared to other artists or other other i'll just say people honestly because is nowadays it's everything's mainstream everything's oh i found this on tiktok i instagram snapchat social media and then i took that and then just put my lyrics over it which again no disrespect to anyone that does because again it takes a voice and it takes an ear to be able to do that but i have a high appreciation for those who can produce everything from the roots to the trunk to the tree and everything flourish because it's it's it shows way more in in, in uh, honestly don't take me too too hard on this one but for character it, i feel like it builds you as a as a creator and as a crafter of the music industry it's not it's not easy to do and i know this from the amount of people that i've seen in concert and like some people really know how to put on a show and then others really know how to make music but for for those being two separate realms and then for you to kind of just come in and make your own jam and you like and i know it's maybe like overused but you do you i think is really cool i really do um sorry to get sidetracked but what mediums do you enjoy working with the most when it comes to how you're putting together a new song that you have an idea for and you're not sure how to go about it hopefully and usually if I don't have a recording of it it disappears Okay. So if I have to record it on my phone or if I am lucky enough to have my setup ready to go mm -hmm. at a moment's notice and can just plug in and start recording the basic ideas and then you listen back 
okay, that's good. We'll keep that, you know, and then you'll play and rework it until you get to the final product. And a lot of them are, you know, never really finished because they can keep going. And this is all one-sided in a way with me doing most of the instruments and mixing and all of that, mm -hmm. there's not really a whole lot of input from another person, which is very beneficial. Jamming, and, and like you mentioned, the, the free jam, that's one of my favorite things to do when I get with other musicians. It's just, you know, I don't want to play covers. I don't want to sit and, and play my songs, really, you know. I just want to experiment. And um, experimenting is such a huge part in music because the the biggest thing is you don't know until you try it, and that's why it like music itself is a huge experiment because like we're constantly looking for a new way to say it's a finished product, but then let's say Billy Bob Joe comes walking down the road and he hears your song and he goes, "I like that." I wonder how it would sound like this. And then there's two ways I could go. Like, y'all work together, create a new version, or he takes your music and then adds in his, like, lyrics or his touch, and it's remastered in a different way. Sure. And so it's it's really cool to see the, um, the, the difference while listening to it because you can... I mean, even... Uh, I don't know... Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I just, I don't, uh, I don't know if it was, uh, I'm going to mess up on this one. It was either Frank Sinatra, Avenged Sevenfold, either, it was like one of the like, long-term bands just did a whole, re I think it was Avenged Sevenfold, did like an entire remaster over their entire album, and I don't even know how many times they'll go over their songs, but the whole idea of experimenting with music is that it really is never a final product because you can always add more or do something different than you did the first time or right. the 70th time and taking things out is very important and that's one of the problems I have when I'm recording by myself is like I'll have like 10 guitars and at some point when you're mixing it you're like do we really need all these but what happens is I just experiment with the instruments and record all of it. And then some of it is cool, some of it's not. I can go in there and make certain things louder and quieter or delete. But there'll be 10 experimental guitar parts and there might be one or two great lines in that. And so within that's the- that's how I come up with those lines because I keep recording so I don't forget Mm -hmm. in case I do hit something yeah it's like when you're digging for gold and then you're right there sometimes there were gold flakes along the way that you would have missed had you not recorded those and you want to be able to cherish and take those and then build on that and build your nugget up you know um, another another question I have is what would you tell what, what advice would you give to younger artists who are just starting out? Play with as many people as you can. Keep an open mind. 
to all kinds of music. Sometimes when I was really young, I was very close-minded, but now I'm pretty open-minded just about everything. Um, and just keep practicing, believe in yourself, I guess. It, I feel like it sounds so cliche, but at the same time, it's so true because, like, for me especially, not necessarily being a musician or artist, I've grown up around music as long as I remember hearing. And so, for me, it's... it. it I mean, everyone will have their own flair to it, but I think everyone can take that and really run with it because it doesn't matter where you grew up it doesn't matter how old you are it doesn't matter oh like this happened to me well you can use that as fuel towards your music and all these experiences and kind of life building events that happen are honestly just like a motivation that you could use to express through your songs and through your music so I find that really cool being younger um I would also say build your street team or your sport team uh, while you still have your colleagues in college or in high school or uh, people, or if you work at a restaurant or a, a place where everyone will come to your show. Uh, keep that, keep that as... Like in the back, like back of your mind, kind of like... Well, just keep it as strong as you can. Keep people interested in your music and people that will because it does take a team uh, it's it takes never you interviewing me to get this music out that a lot of people don't even know a lot of people that i know here in town don't even know i play music you know or this know is what my music sounds like just so. for y'all to look this man up this man is carrie sawyer 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 okay and i'm sorry and Y'all need to go to SoundCloud, look up Bubble, Space, Gum, put in Dropout, and he'll usually be the first one. You'll see some pink. You'll see his album covers. Highly, highly, highly recommend going to check him out. Um, on, our, on our ending note here, before I fuse in some of your music for a good amount of time... Are there any upcoming projects or exhibitions that you're excited about? And by projects or exhibitions, I mean like, do you have what, I mean, I feel like as all musicians do, they have stuff in the works constantly. I have a lot of new songs I'm working on recording. Um, I don't have any gigs set up right this minute. Um, I also have a alter ego country and western I call it daredevil country and western okay is that uh, like a genre or is that like you're like alter it's like, an alter ego okay his name is Johnny Castro power off well there goes our speaker but that's okay so John, you said Johnny, Johnny Castro Johnny Castro yeah like when you go to your boss and you ask for a cash advance yeah <laughs> I love that because players called De Derek Deposit. <laughs> Derek Deposit. It's just comedy. It's country comedy. Um, you said country daredevil. I dress up in a costume and I act like a fool. As you should. And sing these crazy country songs, which that some of them are on there. There's one uh, called Dry Haven Blues. 
probably at the very end of the list if you're on SoundCloud. Okay. Uh, that's one of those country songs. Uh, Frog March is another country song that is gonna gonna give you a taste of that. I don't want to. I honestly, I want, I'm gonna keep this going a little bit longer, y'all. So, as far as the genres that you like to experiment with, how many and what are they? Because like you love to do so many different things, which again, I feel like is you unique in an artist as far as being able to do that because it's not easy to like be everywhere at once with your music a lot of artists and um musicians and even producers will stick to what they know because they can play it best they can do it best but with you it's a lot of experimenting it's a lot of experiential stuff and it's a lot of relatability which you know fuses perfectly into the name which I love how you got the inspiration for that um it's it's kind of like how would you what are the genres how many are there what like the number one genre would be psych rock psych psychedelic music okay so like kind of Um, even the country music is psychedelic to a point it's something that I always add uh, with the recordings and even some of the lyrics and some of the arrangements are reflections reflecting on some of the things that I grew up listening to uh, Pink Floyd stuff like that Beck Ween uh, and Beck and Ween were two artists that you did there's no genre there it's there's so many like I've, I've heard the styles term of, I've heard the know. term genreless a lot more prevalently nowadays especially in the independent artist world when it comes to creating your own genre like not not quick little shout out Tripnotics he he told me about this little genre called trip hop mm-hmm. which is like hip hop mixed with trippy music which is like the psychedelic yeah. rock the psych rock started so, in Chicago and England okay in the late 80s early 90s and even while I'm taking fashion trends right now, we're learning about how, uh, like, the trends of of the times, whether it's in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and I haven't gotten to 20s yet, I'm excited, but um, you see how the culture really infuses into the music, how 60s and 70s is really, like, wrapped around the hippies kind of era, and then you jump forward into, like, the punk era and then you had your mods and your squares and all these different types of cultures and people but the one thing is they were from all over the world it wasn't just it wasn't just like oh only england does this music and nobody else does it spreads it was so simultaneously and these people didn't even know each other they lived across the sea (laughs) <laughs> and they're doing the same thing. Yeah. Right? Um, it was the psychedelic revolution in the 60s. Like, all these bands from all over just had this sound, this vibe. Uh, there was some very popular acid going around that, you know, everyone had the same kind for a lot. Uh, but when you when you say, like, there was something in the water then or whatever. 
Yeah. And it's not just necessarily drugs or whatever. It's uh, punk and more aggressive music like uh, metal. Yeah. Or they're tired of hearing, you know, this pompous kind of top forty music. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, top forty is more hip hop dance. Uh, yeah. But back then, it was more, you know, songs and certain people ruled the airwaves. And then we're going to pause the interview right here and uh, still got about another eight, nine minutes left. We're going to come back in. Uh, sun is coming out, folks. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, just be aware of that we're still under a flash flood warning, but it looks like uh, it should be good to, to go. Just make sure you stay away from the low water crossings. Uh, you are listening to KZSM LPFM 104.1 KZSM.org out of San Marcos, Texas. Mitchell Blair is here back in in the studio as uh and we're going to come back to this but you want to play a song or something here for him right yes i the i picked out five songs from his little mixtape that he has on sound soundcloud right now highly again i'll shoot myself out right there again go to soundcloud search up bubblegum dropout and he is the one and only there so this is cruel dry wind and i hope you all enjoy Time you bring your friends 
just about to end And it seems so cold If that's the way it is It seems so cold To pretend that it don't exist Seems so cold To hang me out like this Just blowing in the wind. That was Cruel Dry Wind. Now, currently, Bubblegum Dropout does not have any gigs yet. The keyword in that is yet. So, y'all DM me, DM Carrie. Let us know where y'all want him to play next because he is a really, really, really talented artist. But let's jump back into the interview. CNN came into play and then MTV came into play and MTV definitely played a crucial role music TV played a crucial role in getting those unknown kind of genres and people and artists and all different types of cultures it kind of gave them a showcase and a, and a spotlight to showcase their music when a lot of it wasn't being shown uh, for example, how hip-hop is very culture-induced, whether it's the Latino group or it's the Californian group or it's the African-American group, African-American group, or whatever, wherever it comes from, there's always a root. And I find that really interesting because, like, my roots, for example, I think I'm, I can speak on my own testimony easily, is uh, my Quintanilla mother and my Blair white's father and so like my my mamma she didn't grow up listening to music but her husband he wanted to be a little pop star and he was a little fashionista and so the little clash of worlds just in that you know realm i always find really cool and then on my quintanilla side it's like from from birth you're listening to music it's just it's all around you whether you want it or not or whether you like it or not and I absolutely fell into music. I, I did hip-hop dancing. I learned karate at the same time. Got choreographed. And I, there was never a time where I was like, oh, like, like, of course there's preferences in music. Like, everyone has their own tastes. But there wasn't anything that I wasn't open-minded to. And I think that's so key in music to kind of not just say, like, oh... You, you like country music, I don't like country music, so I'm not going to listen. Because, just because there's this genre, there's also the genreless, and then there's also the new genres that are being made literally as we speak. Right. And so, it's just so cool to see it all happen in front of your eyes, from history to culture to then now wave, which I love so much. I'm gonna, I'm totally like... That is so cool. There's also the, you know, another important part of what I think really... The more important thing is, for my music, is the songwriting. Okay. Um, These songs can be played intimately, acoustically. Um, Some of them are meant only for that kind of sound. Uh, but with the recording I can embellish them and sometimes they change into a different song Uh, maybe a little heavier on the recording than I would play it live Um, 
But there's that singer-songwriter thing, you know. Yeah, 100%. Towns, Van Zandt, um, Elliot Smith, Leonard Cohen, um, with some major influences on the kind of songwriting. And a lot of the songs are another reason why Bubblegum Dropout stuck as the name is because a lot of the songs are played very happily. But the subject matter is usually not. It's kind of sad, fuck, you know. I mean, heartbreak I, stuff. Yeah, because I feel like it's real. It's not. Oh, I think this is gonna sound good, and I think people are gonna like it. It's you're speaking from yourself. You're speaking from your experiences, and I think that plays a huge, crucial role in crafting music because, like, I could. You know, I can dive into Selena, but that I'm not going to say that was my mom. You know what I mean? Right. And I could dive into, um, like, so many different genres of music. But to take your own experiences and then to make them real through your words and through your melodies and through your music, the fact that you're able to go acoustic and in the same exact song go heavy metal, I feel like it's just... That is crazy because not many not many artists do that nowadays. They have a set they have a set to what they know or a set to kind of how they want to go and they stick to it and they're like, Alright, this is the only thing I'm doing. My mind is closed off from anything else that could be good or bad. I'm only gonna do this and I'm gonna give it my all. And I'm saying nothing no nothing wrong against that whatsoever. But the one thing is that's I guess difficult as an artist or hard for people is to just open their mind a little bit to these other realms of music because it's so broad. It's almost, my as my friend would say, it's everlasting because whether you paint a picture, you make a song, or you start a company, good majority of the time they're going to last longer than you. And so with that being said... I, I think music has such a cool way of being able to express one's mind, heart, soul, experiences, everything all into one to make what you call, or what anyone calls music and your own music too, which is really cool. You can instantly consider someone a friend that you just met just on their musical taste. like now you're kindred spirits because you like you know maybe you're the only two people at the whole party that likes these bands that you're in the corner talking about mm -hmm. you know going bananas yeah and I just love all the fucking great music and I want to add a little bit of everything that I hear into mine my music so there will be heavy metal guitar on a on a sad acoustic song. There will be uh, punk rock guitar lines on you know a country song. Uh, I just want to put it all together and see you know see if it works. That definitely plays and into your experimental does. role, like as far as not being afraid of the unknown. Because fear will hold so many people back on doing what they love or doing 
something they're passionate about and passion shines so much brighter than a spotlight on you on stage and so that's what this show is about that's what that's what uncharted frequencies is here for and i i have nothing but good things to say about carrie sawyer and bubblegum dropout i love his music it's absolutely amazing i encourage y'all to go on soundcloud and look him up and for the remainder of the hour we're just going to be listening to his songs so thank you all for tuning in 104.1 kzsm and thank you carrie thank you mitchell pleasure this is well this was awesome so i hope uh i hope we get a live performance sometime soon yes i'm here for it adios we can expect to hear a lot a lot more from carrie sawyer that was bubblegum dropout we are closing out here on our thursday three to five uncharted frequencies show y'all can catch us back here again on kzsm.org or 104.1 i don't know who's yet to be on the next show, but definitely tune back in and uh, let's end it on some nice cruising bluesing with some dry heaving blues. Thank yeah, y'all. Thanks to DJ for coming in first hour. Appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good night. Shots of Jack and Dude and me. Chicken fajitas, all the margaritas. I'm gonna need a bucket for soon.
pies, three peas, swinging thighs, Jose, Cuervo, rum, and coke. That was Dry Heaven Blues by Kerry Sawyer and his band. And I'm going to just give you all a little snippet because this this one next year, it's called Shoot Me. And it's kind of funny because Kenny Normal, they are performing live on Friday at the porch. Shout out Kenny Normal, Shaws of All, Soup. Go see them live. Highly recommend them. But this song is called Shoot Me. And it's similar, but it's very, very different. So y'all just listen to the words and enjoy. Blair on Uncharted Frequencies. Cheers. <laughs> 